0: It's our first full week of Lent. I'm sure that you have made resolutions for this uh, Lenten season. You'll recall that Lent is a 40-day journey, and 40 is a very common number in the scriptures, and it usually means a time of repentance, a time of change, a time of renewal, a time of starting over again. We heard this weekend about covenants. We certainly know that Moses went up in the mountain. We certainly know that the Israelites spent 40 in the desert wandering until they got to their homeland. And today, we hear that Jonah goes through Nineveh and says 40 days more. So 40 is a very important number for us as people of faith, regarding a life of conversion and change. And so we're invited today to take that seriously. This season of Lent, to take it seriously. We, as individual people, not just someone else, but you, me. And it begins with listening to our readings today. Jesus is pointing to the sign of Jonah. So that's what our focus is going to be on, the sign of Jonah. This is a very familiar story. Everyone knows it, right? What's going on here? What is going on with Jonah? Senor? Help me out. He oh, yeah. He gets swallowed by a whale. Yeah. Why? Was the whale hungry? Or is there another reason? Sir? Well, the the ship didn't sink. They threw him over. Yeah, that's what happens when you have bad beat on a ship. You just throw it over, and then all of a sudden the whales come and suck you up. So the story is simple. Jonah is running from God. That's the whole point of this, and that's our, our reflection today. Are we running from God? And how do you know if you're running from God? It isn't just because you run and get on a boat and then get thrown over and eaten by a whale. That's one way of doing it. But there's other ways of running from God. So let's think about today, sin, since that's what Lent is all about, turning from sin. What is sin? In its biggest, broadest category, what is sin? Margaret, help me out. Well, that is a sin, when you lie to someone. That's a particular instance. But overarching sin is, if, if this circle up here is, is God, and I'm in the center of it, meaning I'm in the center of God, God and me are one. Sin, sin is when I choose to step outside the circle. When I step outside of the relationship with the Lord. That's sin. And there's serious sin, and there's not so serious Sin. The real serious sin is stepping way out of the circle and saying, I don't need God. I can do it all on my own. But sometimes there's smaller sins where we're just on the edge and we're trying to do a balancing act. We don't want to be too close to God, but we don't want to be outside of God either. We kind of want a little of each. Dangerous place to be. So by choosing sin, we are saying... I am pulling myself away from God. And that's what Jonah is doing here. He's saying, you know, I know what the Lord wants for me, but I don't want it. I don't want to do what God is telling me to do. So we can think of particular things we just did, telling a lie, where we say, I know what the right thing to do is, but I don't want to do it. I know what God's will is for me, But I'm not doing it. This was particularly difficult for Jonah because what God was asking him to do was go to people he didn't like and proclaim the gospel, the good news, to preach to them, to call them to conversion. And Jonah didn't want to do that. He didn't want his enemies to to know God. He wanted God exclusively to himself. Now let's think about that for a minute because I think that's really what you and I need to do during a Lenten season is examine our motivation. Why is it that I feel the need to pick on people in my class? Why do I feel the need to put someone else down? What do you think is going on there? Is it really about that other person or is it say more about me? If I feel the need to pick on someone, to tease someone, even though the someone made, let's say, look funny today, they didn't comb their hair. And so I feel the need to pick on them about their hair. Does that say something more about me than it does them? Probably. I mean, we all need to comb our hair and take a shower. That's Yeah, but why do I have to pick on them? What does that say about me? What's going on with me? What's going on with inside Jonah that he is so afraid that these other people might know God? Why does he feel the need that he needs God all alone, and and God is just his little pet, his little secret, his little toy? Does he think God can't love everyone? Sometimes we we do this with our mom and dad, don't we? Maybe we think that mom or dad likes our brother or sister more than us because they get more attention. Can't mom and dad love both of us equally? I mean, maybe the other child needs more attention because something's going on that we might not know about. But isn't there enough love to go around? I would think so. We all have friends, multiple friends, and family members that we all love. We don't run out of love, even when we make new friends. Love just seems to be able to multiply itself. The more we give it away, the more we have And so with Jonah, we have to really think, what is going on inside Jonah? We don't know, of course. We're speculating. We're guessing. Because the scripture doesn't tell us. But the sign is that Jonah finally gives in to God. That's the sign for the Ninevites. And that's the sign that Jesus is pointing out today. That Jonah finally changed. He stopped running from God. He stopped sinning. He turned to God. It doesn't mean he was perfect. By turning to God was showing that I can't do this. I don't have the power of my own energy or my, within myself to do it. I need God. And so instead of running from God, we have to run to God. Yeah, you know, the church gives us rules and regulations. The church gives us sacraments, not because it wants us to be miserable, but because the church realizes that left to our own devices, we will be Jonah. We will run from God. God challenges our fallen nature. God confronts our fallen nature. And our fallen nature is rebellious. And so during Lent, we need to look at what are we rebelling against. When Jesus invites us to repent from sin and turn to the gospel, and we don't want to do that, what is going on within us? Where is the rebellion? What's the fear? What's the anguish? Why do we think there's a competition? Why do we think that God can't love more people than just me, including my enemies? If I don't want my enemies to experience the good news of God, again, that says more about me than it does about God or my enemies. If my enemies deserve to be punished, God will take care of that. I don't need to worry about that. God will take care of all of those things. But also, God will take care of me if I've not done what I'm supposed to do. The whole battle with with Jonah today is about his heart. God wants him to love him for who he is, God. Not just simply out of fear. Not just because he's going to become whale puke. God wants him to love him for who he is. Can we make people change? No. I try all the time, and I can't make you change at all. Uh-uh. And you try to change me, and you. so far, so good. So we, we are always trying to change and manipulate and control others. But again, we have to look inside ourselves and say, Why? Why do I feel the need to do that? What is it that's insecure in me that I need to tear someone else down so that I feel better about myself? That is such a destructive attitude. Not so much for the other person, more for us. You and I were made in the image and likeness of God. And God is not like that. God gives his love freely to all of us, and he hopes with the hope of heaven that we'll accept it, that we'll embrace it, that we'll open ourselves to it. But he won't force it. He constantly, continually sends Jonas into our life to proclaim the good news, repent, turn from sin. We need to take it seriously. The king of Nineveh did. And he declared a fast. And it said, all the people repented. A change of heart. Jonah repented. A change of heart. Jesus said, this generation, and he's not just talking about a long time ago, he's talking about us. This generation is evil. It seeks a sign. You know what that means? We're always saying, prove it to me. God, prove yourself. No, God has proved himself. He's given a sign after sign after sign. And one of the great signs we're celebrating right here today, the holy sacrifice of the mass, where he gives himself to us, knowing full well that maybe we won't be paying attention. Maybe we'll be sleepy. Maybe we don't really believe it. Maybe we'll come up with dirty hands and not prepared. God knows that. And he still gives himself. If God can do that for us, Why can't we do that for each other? The work is the work of Jonah, first and foremost on our own heart, to stop running from God. Start taking God seriously. On his terms, not ours, we're not here to remake God. God speaks for himself. He's given us all these signs. He's given us all this information. 2,000 years of church history, tradition, sacraments, grace. He's given it all to us. All we have to do, is accept it, take it in. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us this day to be more loving, more kind, to turn from our sin, to accept the sign that was given, the sign of Jonah.